Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Underdog NFL Mock Draft Show. I'm Chris Forwardale, joined by Zandrick Ellison of the uh, Underdog NBA Show. Zan, thanks for coming on and talking a little NFL draft. No problem. I'm a two-sport athlete, and it's <laughs> I was like slowly declining. Like in my heyday, when I was like 15 or 16, I would probably follow, you know, baseball, college basketball. I'd have more sports in my belt. Now I'm down to two, basically. So, hey, look, that is more than most people. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't beat yourself up. But uh, this is, I think this is one of the more interesting drafts we've had in a while because while it does seem like we're settling in for who that number two pick, uh, number one pick is, pardon me, past that, things could go in a lot of different directions. Uh, We're going to be using, doing a mock draft later on. We'll be using the PFF mock draft. Uh, and I've got thefodsportsbook.com open in front of me for NFL props and stuff like that. So let's, I guess the best place to start this is a lot of rumors right now. Um, there was a, you alluded to CJ Stroud before we, we began recording. There's crazy stuff coming out with him. And though it does just feel like kind of typical smokescreen stuff, are you at all concerned about it? I'm concerned. If I'm CJ Stroud, I'm concerned because it feels like smoke screens until it starts affecting the Vegas odds. And then, sure. then I always think like, do they know something? Because like going back to the NBA, there was like suddenly a big shift to Paulo Banquero the day of the draft mm-hmm. going number I one. When he money had. On that. And it was, this one was weird because as soon as Carolina traded up, the odds went to CJ Stroud and, and now it's decisively in Bryce Young's favor. And I'm like, I don't think that's a smokescreen. I think that's somewhat real intel. And I tend to take it at its word that CJ's even falling past two, maybe. Yeah. Did you hear? I mean, there are some some rumors about testing and stuff like that. But the crazy one that I heard is that he's getting flack from around the NFL because he blew off the Manning Passing Academy after he agreed to uh, be a counselor. Yeah, that's sort of like the indication that nfl draft season's too long i think yes it's like do we really need like three or four months for this i don't know why they don't do it earlier and get these kids into their programs a little earlier oh, i mean do you really can make this a year-long thing i guess so in April. um yeah it scares me i think what really hurts cj stroud and i think a lot of people will say it's like a race issue but i think it's more an ohio state issue like mm-hmm. Dwayne haskins had didn't do well r.i.p and you know, Justin Fields played well fantasy wise, but he hasn't shown an, you know, uh, evolved passing game yet. And so I, I think it's natural for people to doubt CJ for that reason. I don't know about you. Well, that's you're not, what you're not mentioning Cardell Jones. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I was going to like, one thing I think is valid about that is, you know, talk about his receivers like Garrett Wilson, Chris yeah. Olave, you know, Smith Jigba is going to be a first round pick. Marvin Harrison might be better than all of them. But I think the difference is like Bryce Young has good receivers too. It's just when you have first round had good receivers. Yeah, he had good receivers. But like if you're talking about like a room full of first round receivers playing against the Big Ten, yeah, like they're just not equipped to to guard those guys. So no. I think it is easy and I think it makes it hard to evaluate. Well, and think about you talked about Smith and Jigba that one game they all played together. <laughs> when he got the opportunity, he just basically set records. He was that good. It was crazy. Just yeah. crazy how talented he was. And it's it's also funny how things change because the last time you and I had talked, uh, 
the thought process, at least on my end, was that there were a couple of locks and that there was a lock for who would be the first receiver. There would be a lock for who the first tight end would be. And now both of those guys will not likely be the, the first player drafted at their respective position in Quentin Johnson and Michael Mayer. Yeah. And with Quinn Johnson, it's interesting because I think some of it is based on like, you know what? Yeah. His hands aren't that good. Yeah. But what were we evaluating two months ago? Like, wasn't that on the tape? He hasn't played since then. So it's really just like this, like a narrative shift, I think a lot of times, and maybe it's accurate or not, but maybe that's why they need three months to actually go back and watch everyone play. I don't know. You're right, though. When when that trade happened and Carolina went up to number one, the overwhelming odds that Bavada and anywhere else were that C.J. Stroud was going to be the pick. And and now, having said that, you're C.J. Stroud, number two, plus 800. Bryce Young, the the absolute heavy favorite at Bavada at minus 1,500. Now, are you comfortable with Bryce Young being the number one pick in the draft if uh, if your team is picking number one? Yeah, I would be. I I don't think the height is a non-issue. I know that's a double negative. I, I would be slightly mm-hmm. concerned about it. Because you see these little quarterbacks not holding up. But yeah, I mean, every time I watch him, he looks in control. He looks like a guy I would trust. He uh, off the field interviews, he seems like a smart, good kid. I think there's not much besides the height that would scare me. Um, and so I think it's a little bit of luck of the draw, like when you get that number one pick or when you trade up for the number one pick, when you have the ammunition mm-hmm. to trade up. It's like you take the best guy you can. And and if it's it might not be you know, Andrew Luck, but I think he's a safe number one pick. Cause I think the bar for a number one pick is actually quite a bit lower for a quarterback. Like you're not going to find a perfect quarterback. You're going to find the best that year. Sure. No, that, that's entirely fair. I do think there is something to the, the CJ Stroud Manning rumors, because I don't know if you've watched any of them and if you haven't, don't rush to do so. But the, the, basically the version of the John Gruden's QB camp that they oh, interesting. have this year. Yeah is uh is hosted by archie peyton and eli manning and it's it centers around uh having these guys at their academy at their passing academy and there's four episodes and those episodes are bryce young who by the way looks legitimately 19 years old and like a child <laughs> uh it is anthony richardson it's will levis and it is hendon hooker there is no cj stroud oh so you think they're feuding I, I mean, thought you were going to say he looked really bad. Like, boy, how do you rank him? I'm curious because I would, if you just want to do big picture, I would take Bryce Young one. I'd feel fine about that. You don't feel totally mm-hmm. comfortable, but I'd be fine unless there's more to the than missing the Manning Academy that we don't know. CJ Shaw makes me nervous a little bit as a projection, but I think you have to have faith in your coaching staff and I would be fine taking him too. I think those are the mm-hmm. only two guys I'd really say that about. Um, what about you? Yeah. So look, it's, it's interesting, right? I think Bryce Young has the best chance to be a very good quarterback of any quarterback in this class. However, I think CJ Stroud has a better chance to be an above average quarterback than Bryce Young does, because I do think there are some issues with Bryce's height with his weight is an issue too. Listen, the guy's 190 pounds. Yeah. I'm worried about him holding up. I do think his upside, his his realistic to hit upside, because if we're talking upside, it's Anthony Richardson, but his realistic to hit upside is the highest in this class. Uh, I would take him number one. I would take Stroud number two. Man, <laughs> uh, that's when it, it, you're right. It gets really interesting. There's a lot of talk that Levis 
Uh, Peter Schrager reported that Levis could be in play to the Colts at four. I could We're see hearing, it. Hearing rumors of Richardson not falling past the Texans at 12. I, I would want them all in a room. I would want a closer look. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I wouldn't take Hendon Hooker number three. That's a really bold. And I understand that. I was arguing with my friends all year. I thought Hooker would be a first round pick and then he got injured and that kind of clouded it. Um, but yeah, it's so hard to know without meeting them and knowing their habits because it seems like more often than not, that's what causes guys to the Jamarcus Russell factor. Like who's mm-hmm. going to bust or not? Like how are they in the room? And it's not like intelligence. That's why I'm glad they're kind of shifting away from Wonderlick scores and because it doesn't matter if you know like math. It doesn't matter if you know like the president or whatever. Like it just matters. Like, are you going to show up to work on to know who the president? Is. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I don't care as long as he knows like who the Mike linebacker is next week. That's fine. Um, but I, I tend to view it. You know, I think a lot of draft analysts, like the experts, kind of hedge their bets where they're like, you know, Bryce Young's the eighth best prospect in this class, but mm. so I'm not in love with him. Maybe I take him one, but it's like to me, it's like you're either in or out on a franchise quarterback. Like sure. if you take CJ Stroud number five you'd probably take him number three i mean at the end of the day you're committing two or three years to this guy um so it's like are you willing to do that do you feel good enough to make that commitment and so i'm fine with bryce and cj richardson's the guy to me that is like i have no idea and i like i lost all faith in my own abilities after josh allen because i thought like most people he would be a bust so it's like i don't know anymore just you know if he's a star it would not surprise me at all but that's the problem. We Now that we have Josh Allen, who has basically become the NFL's version of Kawhi Leonard for comparison yeah. to all prospects in the, in the NBA, it required uh, basically heretofore unseen evolutionary leap for Josh Allen to become the player that he is. Like We've never seen a guy go from that inaccurate to that accurate before. And it's a testament to Josh Allen. But just because Josh Allen could do it and by the way, Josh Allen completed 58% of his passes at Wyoming. Uh, doesn't mean Anthony Richardson can, who completed 53% of his passes playing in the SEC. That's a really good comparison because you hear that in the NBA all the time. Like once he learns to shoot, watch out. It's like yeah, 95% of them don't learn yeah. to shoot. How is Ben Simmons doing with the shooting? <laughs> yeah, or Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Who he was, yeah. it's, but you know what? I think I would only take Richardson if um, you ha- we were loaded in draft capital for this mm. year and next year where you almost treat it like, I don't know. It so seems like the Titans did that with Malik Willis, where it's like, we took him in the second round, but we're not really that committed to him. If we want to find uh, somebody uh, better next year, I think they took him in the fourth round. Was it the fourth round? I thought he was a second rounder. I uh, know. I believe there was a 73 pick, uh, 73 pick gap between Kenny Pickett and the next quarterback. Okay. Well, let's throw that out the window. He was third rounder. So we split the difference, but at the okay. end of the third round, so more fourth round than, but yeah, sort of like that, I guess. But or sort of, you know, Josh Rosen maybe is a better comparison oh where it's like, we'll we'll try him. And if there's a better guy next year, we'll take the better guy. Yeah, well, and if he's just insufferable and uncoachable. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, you could probably, I think within three weeks of coaching Anthony Richardson, you'll know, like, is this the guy or not? Yeah, and <laughs> that's a scary three weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a three weeks that is going to shape the immediate course of your franchise for, for quite a while. But you didn't mention uh, Will Levis. Do you, would you take Will Levis in the first round? 
Oh boy, I, I'm I'm more comfortable that Will Levis will be an adequate starting quarterback in the NFL than I am Anthony Richardson. That is not a compliment. Um, so you're not risking your job on either I, one. I would be scared. Like I said, he, Levis would probably be the fifth quarterback I picked in the first round if I were making the call. Yeah, then it's then I would wait. Uh, I I'm torn on him too because like I see some of the traits. I like his interviews, but you know, sort of that like muscle bound frame kind of quarterback. Mm-hmm. makes me think of Brady Quinn or sure. um, Nassib. Who was the Nassib brother? It wasn't Ryan Nassib. It was his brother who was sort of oh. like. Oh God. Yeah. Ryan Nassib. Carl Nassib was yeah. the, the defensive. From, Sy- from Syracuse. Ryan. Yeah. Nassib. And he was like talked about in the first round, but then there, you know, it's just sort of like, he looks the part, but he's not quite the guy. No, he no, and Levis was never the guy. Levis couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. Yeah, and but the the indie room is interesting because I think coaching wise, he's coached under pros who have that sort of Shanahan McVay system, so maybe they feel like it's a natural fit. Well, I mean, I would think that if he's available, what Shane Steichen managed to do with Jalen Hurts would make him feel more comfortable picking anthony richardson yeah or that for it's hard to stop him on fourth down i'm sure <laughs> you're right uh we do need to dig into this mock pretty soon if we're going to get finished okay, go but for it. the one other thing i want to get to you who in your mind is the single best football player in this class a f- best football player in the class like you know yeah. sometimes i i wrote a little series on reddit about um generational prospects presidential prospects guys who stand out at their position i remember um, so like a Christian Gonzalez type would be like, he's a good prospect. He's probably as good as most top cornerbacks are, you know, like mm-hmm. that's sort of what you get at the top of the draft. So I think the only guys who elevate past that would be Will Anderson based on production. I think it's right. really off the charts and then Bijan Robinson, but then it's just sort of the positional issue. But I do think if you had three drafts classes, he'd probably be like the best runner of the three. So I don't know if I take him in the first round even, but in terms of like, Dijon? yeah, I mean, I, I just think those are the guys who like clear the bar as far as like what you usually get at the top of the draft. I'm hundred percent agree with you. Bijan by far, I think is the best football player in this class. Will Anderson had a little bit of a, I just worry he wasn't really trying last year. I, I think there was some playing not to get hurt. Whereas like Bijan was an, un, he's just a stud. I mean, he had over a thousand yards after contact. Yeah. He had 21 runs of 15 plus. He forced 104 missed tackles first in all of college football. He catches the ball. He can go up the gut. He, he does everything well. I, I've i talked myself into wanting Bijan as the number 10. Well, not necessarily number 10 pick. I would like a slight trade back to like 15 or 16 for the Eagles. Cause I feel like they're in a unique position mm-hmm. to, to take that prize prospect with an extra first round pick this year. And especially since his, his addition would make life substantially easier on Jalen Hurts, who just committed a lot of money to. Yeah, and so, 300 receiving yards last year. I agree. I think he's like, I've been following the draft since, let's say, 2000. Mm-hmm. And he'd probably be a top 10 running back prospect, I think, in that time, which is, you know, 20, almost 25 years. Yeah, I I think he's the best running back prospect since uh, Adrian Peterson. There you go. I liked Barkley, but. It didn't work I, I like Barkley well. too, and but unlike the the Levis Richardson comparison earlier, that is 
uh, that is a compliment to everyone involved. I think yes. Bijan is that good because Barkley is also that good. Yes. Um, all right. So what's this mock draft? So you're using, are we mock or are you saying, well, what did PFF say? Uh, no, we're, we'll, we'll get, we'll go pick by pick here okay. and uh, we'll get, we'll get your take on it. I, can I share my screen or is it limited to you? No, host I disabled think it's me. screen. Okay. But I can um, maybe make you. Well, if it, you, if you want to pull up PFF and if you just okay. want to be in charge of it, you can, that's fine too. You're giving me a lot of credit for my, uh, or we can, or I can just, we can just say, this is the pick and this is, who yeah, just read it to me. I'll, I'll know. Okay. Visualization. Hold on. No big deal. Let's start with it. The number one pick uh, is held by the Carolina Panthers. Do you believe that this is in fact Bryce Young? Do I do who I would take or do I think this is going to happen? Who do you think is going to go here? Bryce Young. Yeah. I think the, the Vegas is just overwhelming at this point. So it would just make me think that I thought originally when they traded up, they would go Stroud too, but it doesn't seem to be the case. No, it's a, you're right. The, the Bancaro comparison is a, is a very, very good one. And why in the world? Apparently I was giving, oh, I see what happened here. I have, I had two, uh, two versions of this mock draft simulator up because I wanted the prospects and I used the wrong one, but we're good. Bryce Young, the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. As I said, the overwhelming favorite minus 1500 at Bovada to be the number one pick in the draft. And when it's all said and done, barring some kind of, uh, weird change he's going to be number two pick the houston texans this is allegedly where stuff gets interesting Do you think <laughs> yeah. i mean i just believe where there's smoke there's fire and that they'll go will anderson although you know what the reason i think that this is just speculation mm. but if your plan was to take cj stroud or get value for cj stroud as a second pick like bashing cj stroud does not help either situation so like why are you diminishing the value the trade value of your second pick so that makes me think the only option is that they really just don't think there's a market for it and they'll have to settle with the best player on the board which would be for them will anderson it's a it's a bizarre move honestly like i i you know what however you stack these quarterbacks you have three options they need to pick one. I think that's what I would do. I mean, you, yeah. you have to talk yourself into one of them because you have a pick coming up at 12, find another defense alignment there. You're not going to find a quarterback there. Well, not to mention if you pass on one of these quarterbacks, you run the risk of having to play him for the next decade. If he gets to Indy, unless they think like we're going to be so bad this year, we're going for Caleb or something. Cause it, it's just, if you don't take a quarterback at two, then you should not take a quarterback and just wait really? till next year. I mean, unless you value Will Anderson that highly above everybody else, and then you also think Anthony Richardson or Levis is comparable. If you can get him, do you think you can get him at 12? Because then other teams might be jumping over you. That is the question. And this is, uh, this is the game that we're going to have to play as we, they get a little (laughs) bit closer. So who do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Smoke screen or not? Oh my. History says it's a quarterback. Yes. History says it's a quarterback, but it, it, you're right. Why? If it should be Stroud, why wouldn't it be Stroud? I, I so I. And guess wouldn't you want your weird. fans to get excited about it if it is him? Why would you talk? Well, about right. It? Yeah, we really don't like this guy, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess he. I guess he's the best player available here at the position. We don't. We really hate Will Levis. I mean, so. and it's, it's such a bungle by them too to like theoretically look like you're sitting pretty at two in a two quarterback class, and then it revealed that. You actually only liked one of the two. 
Yeah, I look forward to them taking Tanner McKee in the third round and announcing that that was their guy who they had rated Maybe. number one all along. But it's an inexperienced coaching staff, so I'm not giving them much of the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. All right, so are we going Will Anderson? Yeah. All right, Will Anderson, the number two pick to the Houston Texans, has the fifth best odds of Bavada to be the uh, number one pick in the draft. Plus fifteen thousand. That that value is not terrible. I mean, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Bryce, but plus fifteen thousand, not terrible. The number three pick in the draft, the Arizona Cardinals. Where are they going? Well, what does PFF have? Because I, I mean, you know, everyone's linking that Will Anderson might go too. So then, what happens at three? I don't even know what I the mean, consensus is. This is just the simulator. I can pull. Oh, up, gotcha. Um, um, but I think they try to trade down here, right? Can we say there's a trade down? Somebody uh, yeah, has to talk themselves into one of these quarterbacks, right? Okay. Oh, well, who do you who do we think that's going to be then? Who do we is uh, does Indy jump a spot to make sure that they they go get CJ Stroud? Does uh, does Atlanta make a play? Does yeah, I don't know who the other options are. Tennessee at eleven. Yeah. It Houston almost feels like if somebody moves up, it would be for Richardson. I think he just has more like buzz right now than okay. than Stroud because everyone's just so down on Stroud. You know, I just looked at CBS's mock draft and that if i couldn't make a trade this i think they would go tyree wilson as well yeah wait we can make a trade if you want to make a trade well who you want to you want to into it you can swap indy yeah i i mean does indy like stroud though do they like i mean i think you're right this could be richardson yeah i mean if they if they want to guarantee for the stain your boy staying station i think it makes sense if we can, this is your world. We can do whatever my we world. Can do. I, I don't have much faith in Arizona any, any either. So I don't, I mean, in theory, you should move trade down to four, trade down to five, trade down to six, like pick up picks well, every I, step of the way. Let me point something else out to here. Three and four, the head coaches of these teams were together on a staff in Philadelphia last year. So they know each other. Okay. I think, I think they smoked the fire. Let's say they, they jump up and secure Richardson just to have that running quarterback. All right, let's work on this. Arizona. Who do they have as their 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 bridge guys? At Gardner Minshew, who's the Indiana? Yes, it's Gardner Minshew. And Matt Ryan's just done. He's not. He's not around anymore. He's Matt Ryan is not signed to any forcibly anymore. retired. Basically, all right. So we're gonna. What do you think? The seven. Oh, they don't even do that. Okay, so this just says they're not interested in trading for the pick. <laughs> okay, well we, either you know, way, we can, uh, we can force the trade. What do we think the value to drop down one pick? third round pick and yeah. maybe a fifth. I mean, they have, they have two fifth, they have three fifths actually. I think maybe the, you know, a third round or next year, maybe. All right, let's do that. Let's do, we'll do those picks. We'll force this trade. And now we've got the Colts on the board and the pick is going to be Anthony Richardson here. Sure. But don't you think practically speaking, <laughs> I mean, Arizona, if I was making a mock, like if Arizona is stuck, I think they would go. Tyree Wilson, just based on, you know, him being close enough to Jalen Carter without the baggage. Well, then Arizona would know for sure that if they're trading with Indy, they can get Tyree Wilson to four. That's true. That's true. So what quarterback is Indy taking? Is it Stroud I, I or think, is it Richardson? I think based on, you know, people didn't think Haskins would far, fall as far as he did. People didn't think Fields would fall as far as he did. I think the Ohio State concern is real. Let's say Richardson. Okay. All right, Anthony Richardson, the number three pick to the to the Indianapolis Colts. Richardson has the third best odds at Bavada plus sixteen hundred to be the number one pick in the draft. 
number four. So this is now Tyree Wilson, right? Yeah. Do you like him? I like him personally. I think I he's like, fine. I like everything about him except that he's slow off the snap. Well, it's not ideal, but no, <laughs> you but know. He, I think I saw a a stat that he was he had one of the best disengaged times of any defensive lineman or edge in this draft. Once he actually uh, somebody got his hands on him. So I mean, super that makes long arms, to, super long arms, inc- speed, athlete, you know, giant of a human being. He's pretty. He's projectable for sure. Yeah, and he, and worst case, like he's a above average starter. Like that's a lot of value, I think. For the position. All right, Ty- Tyree Wilson, the number four pick to the Arizona Cardinals. This is an interesting one. The Seattle Seahawks, number five. What they do have, they do? Yeah, because they have twenty. They have other picks. They have two second rounders. If they want to wait, do they trust Geno? I think it's definitely between quarterback and then if Jalen Carter falls. Well, that is the thing because I saw a report today that said, well, maybe the Seahawks don't care so much. They're not so worried about Jalen Carter's character concerns. It feels like their vibe, right? It's sort of like we like the swagger. It does. We like being accessories to murder or whatever it was. (laughs) Allegedly. 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 No, I mean... (laughs) It, yeah, it's Jesus. a little scary, but I think Pete Carroll's old enough to remember, you know, Warren Sapp falling, you know, oh, I, don't, um, I don't want to talk about the Warren Sapp draft. That's the, the Eagles trade up from Mike Mamula in front of Warren Sapp or, you know, Laramie Tunsell fall and he's turned out fine. So maybe they think it's overrated. I don't think would they take CJ Stroud? Would Seattle? I mean, they just committed, what, $91 million to Geno Smith. Yeah, I, I would pencil in Jalen Carter myself. But what about you? I think it's Jalen Carter, and okay. and that's tough for me because I would love to see Jalen Carter fall to uh, to number ten, but I don't think that's I don't think that's in the cards here. I think he's just too good, and somebody's going to take a chance on that talent. Even though, I mean, what a disastrous uh, off season for Carter. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not been he hasn't nailed it. That's for sure. And you know what? Even disastrous season, like I not disastrous, yeah. but like he just didn't dominate. He looked like he was loafing. They were injured. Um, oh, he, yeah. He looked like he was ready. He he thought he was uh, a top draft pick and he didn't want to get hurt. And he, yeah, it was sort of was, like a J- Davion Clowney last year in college. But those Georgia linemen are weird. And I'm kind of getting I'm kind of getting sick of teams making the excuses for Georgia linemen because of how often they rotate their players. Like, I'd like to see production. I like yeah. Nolan Smith. I would like Nolan Smith a lot more if he got to the quarterback more often. Yeah. And you figure that they're ahead a lot. So teams are passing. I'm not sure about the exact numbers, but. I agree with you. I mean, but you know, from everything we read, like, and he does fire off the ball. He looks good on highlights. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, highlights. Yeah. Most players do look good in their highlights. <laughs> Although, you know, who didn't arch Manning. Did you wow. see him in the, in the pre bowl or whatever yeah. they do? Like, he and they, they very quickly said, Oh yeah, no, Quinn Ewers is our starting quarterback. Don't worry about it. Yeah. His, his arm just didn't look as strong as I expected, but I don't know. We'll see. He's young. Yeah. He is, he's extraordinarily young, yes. Uh, number number six, Detroit Lions, uh, the first of two first-round picks, also pick 18. What do you think the Lions do here? I think they would love Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson, especially like if there's concern about character. I think Dan Campbell's the guy who would, like thinks he could fire the team up. Yeah. Um, but without those guys on the board, let me look at their depth chart. I mean, Christian Gonzalez, who else is there? Well, it, so it does seem like you are firmly on Gonzalez over Devin Weatherspoon. You know, I like both. I just like Christian Gonzalez. I think he's a little taller. Um, I, I he, just wish I wish he was a little more feisty. Weather Weatherspoon's feisty. 
Yeah. And apparently one of the best tacklers at his position, but that kind of scares me sometimes when they rely on their physical play in college. Do the rules change? But it also scares me on the other side of that when they're not able to be physical in college. Yeah. And that was Gonzalez. Gonzalez kind of feels like that. Like he wants to be Dion a little bit. Yeah, that's true. But you know, six one fast corner, how bad can you be? But maybe, maybe the Weatherspoon being able to move around a little bit, tackle, they definitely need defense somewhere. And where does Aaron Glenn think he could get? What does he want? He must be involved in this pick. He stick stuck around as the defensive coordinator. For sure. So either one of those two guys, we could pencil on Weatherspoon. Okay, let's make Weatherspoon the uh, number six pick to the Detroit Lions. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders on the board. What do we think here? I think, you know, everyone talks themselves into Josh McDaniel maybe liking a guy like Levis. Kind of a little racial bias maybe, but I think if CJ Stroud's on the board, how do they not take him? I'm I'm the one person in the world who just thinks Garoppolo deserves to be a starting quarterback. I, I like really Garoppolo. Do. I do like Garoppolo. I think he's fine. But I think he's better than fine. He he's there cool. is he has an ineffable quality where teams win when he is their starting quarterback. Well, and a quick decision maker, which is important. Um, and he was and he was on a flight with me out of O'Hare. Oh, really? Yeah, he sat a row in front of me. How did he act? Was he? Uh, um, I was super je- uh, super jealous of him. He obviously, you know, they pulled the thing where they brought him in late, like they do for anybody of any acclaim. And uh, he was asleep within like four minutes. And I-, I wish I could sleep on planes like that. So if they don't go quarterback, that's a sign of confidence in Garoppolo. Mm. And hey, they signed Brian Hoyer, so maybe they're like, we don't need, you know, Garoppolo's not here to be a mentor. He's here to be the guy. I don't uh, think anybody's ever signed Brian Hoyer and thought, you know what, we're good at this position. So I would like, if they do go like offensive line, let's say, I would say if we don't get to it, I think Peter Skaronsky's good. I think he's a legit top 10 pick. I, I think he's going to be an all pro in the NFL. Yeah. He reminds me of Zach Martin if he goes mm-hmm. to guard. And, you know, whatever, take measurables with a grain of salt. But like, there are a couple like interior linemen I like in this class, like John Michael Schmitz or whatever. And I think they will be starters, but mm-hmm. athletically Skronsky's like above those guys. Like the, you yeah. know, his, his vertical is five inches more. It's like, I think he's a playable tackle and he could be an all pro guard. Agreed. I think he's an above average tackle. By yeah. The way. I think, but, I think but... it's a racial thing where it's like, he maybe it's not long enough. He, everyone always talks about kicking him in to guard, but I think he's playable for sure. Agreed. You want to go Skaronsky? Yeah, let's do it. If you're you talked me into Garoppolo because he slept, I guess. That's like <laughs> oh, top quality. So, Sleep is very so important. Jealous, man. So jealous. Uh number eight pick, the Atlanta Falcons on the board. I mean, they always they said no quarterback, but can they, they pass on a quarterback? I cannot imagine. I mean, Ritter's okay. Mm-hmm. But they just have so many needs too. The problem is like when you talk about there's not like blue chip defensive talent left though at this point in the draft. Well, you love Gonzalez. I mean, he's fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. As a as a top 10 pick, he's fine. I I like him better for a team that I, you know, is settled other places. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you have Desmond Ritter, do you feel comfortable? No. I think you gotta go Stroud then, don't you? I love Stroud here. I absolutely yeah. do. Um, what do you, well, I mean, I guess the, the elephant in the room here is what do you think ends up happening with Lamar? Does Lamar resign in, oh, in Baltimore? I think he resigns. Yeah. Okay. I think his okay. options are limited. 
all right, then CJ Stroud, the uh, the player with the second best odds at Bavada. Although if you were Atlanta, team. that's a good question. Let's say you're Atlanta. Would you trade this pick and another for Lamar? Probably. I, I do wonder, though, is are there things we don't know about Lamar Jackson? Because it doesn't make sense to me that a 26-year-old former MVP who has carried teams on his shoulders is getting no interest whatsoever. And not only is he getting no interest, but teams are literally coming out and said, saying, no, we're not interested in him without being asked. Yeah, I mean, it would be, um, what's the word? Like a lack of due diligence or professional misconduct to not have that conversation. If right. you're any team that needs a quarterback, you have to have a meeting about it or talk to him. A million percent. Um, a million percent. Literally a 26-year-old former MVP. And instead of that, you're going to use your, your draft pick on Anthony Richardson? Yeah, it's like those guys, even the top guy, Bryce Young or whatever, like 20, 30% chance he busts and you know Lamar did not bust. So correct. why risk it? I do like for Atlanta's sake... I, you know, I was not high on Arthur Smith as a hire, but I think he is a very smart offensive coach. I'd like mm-hmm. to see him with more pieces. I just think, you know, I think they've been mismanaged though, roster-wise. I agree. All right, number nine pick, the Chicago Bears. What do you think here? Uh, I, As a Bears fan, if I had to pick a team, I would love for them to get Peter Skronsky here. Uh, local, really shore up the offensive line. In the absence of that, you're still looking at linemen. You're looking. At I Paris guess Johnson? Paris Johnson. I think he's, from what I understand, he's a reliable left tackle type. I think that's good enough. They added some pieces on defense, so I think they think they're going to improve there. I think the great thing about drafting a lineman, offensive lineman, is like, hey, let's say Peter Scrantz not a top tackle he'll be a good guard mm. and you know Paris Johnson's not a top left tackle maybe he could be a right tackle whatever it is they just need more talent there I think he's a good pick for them yeah there's I mean Johnson's been a guy who's been discussed in Philadelphia too as an option to potentially play guard for a couple of years so I think he is going to be capable of that as well though not the natural fit that Skaronsky is and by the way Johnson actually the uh, odds one favorite at Bavada to be the, the first offensive lineman off the board is minus 135 versus Skaronsky's plus 115 so well and you know it's interesting that scrancy didn't get more but because usually you so much of your stock depends on the guys who came before you at your school you know talking Mm -hmm. about cj strad and you know northwestern had succeeded there you know it's like there was some concern about could a guy from northwestern be a top tackle and, and they did so you have the next in line similar player i think similar athletic profile like why not think he could be, you know, a near pro bowler himself? I, it doesn't make sense to me at all. I, there are a lot of a lot of offensive linemen I like in this draft. Skaronski certainly at the top. Uh, fascinated by Cody Mausch at North Dakota State, who I think is potentially going to be a really good player and super nasty offensive lineman. And maybe my favorite my favorite lineman in this entire class is Joe Titman, the uh, the center from Wisconsin, who is just he's big, he's strong, and he's ultra athletic. I feel he is plug and play as it goes. Um, I know you mentioned John Michael Schmitz. I like him. Is going to be great in the right offense, but unfortunately he could also be Will Hernandez in the wrong offense. Well, that's what sort of, if you're talking, I'd be curious if your next pick is going to be Bijan, because the idea is you can find a starter at running back in like the third round, fourth round. But I think you could say the same thing about offense alignment, like especially interior offense alignment. Like, I would say if you gave me a guard in the third round, there's 80% chance he's going to start. 
Oh, I think there's that's absolutely true. Now, this is interesting how this breaks for Philadelphia because the guys who they would potentially take, the Tyree Wilsons, the Jalen Carters, the Skaronskis, and the Paris Johnsons all off the board now, sort of inadvertently created a scenario where if it's not Christian Gonzalez, oh God, and it's not Lucas Van Ness who terrifies me, then Bijan just makes the most sense. Having said that, you know, I think this, I don't think they take him a 10. I don't. I think it would have to be a trade back. Well, would any and, team trade up for Levis here? Do you think, because he's still on the board in this exercise? That's, I mean, Houston? Uh, who, we, we had Houston take Will Anderson. Do they come away with <laughs> Will Anderson and Will Levis in this draft? Uh, it's, it's a trade. They have so much ammunition. They have two first rounders, a second rounder, two third rounders. They have a bunch of picks in the future, too, because of Deshaun. I mean, worst case, would they throw you a third round pick and move up a couple spots? You would do it, I would think. That's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, 12 and 73 for number 10. And both teams would accept that trade. And I think, yeah, because Houston, you know, Tennessee's in between and Tennessee might take a quarterback. So I think Houston would be inclined to jump them. All right, let's do that. Now, Houston back on the board and uh, Houston has made, made this trade for Will Levis, correct? Yeah, sure. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. I I mean, I don't know. But we said before, if you don't take a quarterback at two, I probably wouldn't take one. But you know, if if one's falling, it's like a Justin Fields thing. If you could, might as well take him. By the way, is there a like a bigger gulf in opinion on any quarterback in the NFL than there is for Justin Fields right now? You have people who are saying. Yeah, Chicago needs to take a quarterback in the first round. And other guys saying like, yeah, no, Justin Fields is going to be a superstar. Yeah. And I would have been one of those guys who I like Justin Fields, but like I would have considered Bryce Young or CJ Stroud to at least talk about it. Everything's on the table. You can't just go in like that's our guy because he's our guy. So you I, ultimately I'm going to defer to you at 10 because this is this is your team. This is what you well, believe. Well, now now 12 because we made that trade. So Houston goes that's true. to Levis. Giving um, you extra picks. Yeah, well, we'll add a three, which is useful for Philly, who has a lot of defensive players and players in general to replace. Let's just let's get this let's get this Titans pick out of the way, and we'll finish with the Eagles sure. pick and just some general thoughts. Um, yeah. Titans on the board caught with their pants down if they wanted a quarterback because they yeah. they have unless they want Hayden Hooker, which I don't see them taking here because I I know you like him, but he doesn't feel like a sure thing for a number eleven. Oh, no, I agree with that completely. I think Hendon Hooker is going to be the 30th or 31st pick in this draft. I think somebody's going to jump into the end of the first round to get that fifth year for him. So who do you like? Tennessee would like, I think, an explosive receiver, but I don't know. Can I throw a name? Yeah, I've got a couple of names for you. I do think you're on the right track. I I think maybe not a home run replacing A.J. Brown last year. Uh, I, do they cons- consider Jackson Smith and Jigba here, or is this the the guy who is getting more hype than maybe any other offensive player as we get closer to the draft? Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. Uh, yeah, I think that's early for him. I liked Kincaid. I you know I saw him against USC and he dominated. And I'm like, why is no one talking about this guy? And then since then, he's jumped from like a fourth round pick to maybe a first rounder. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Jeremiah says he, I think he had him as his eighth best player overall That's in the draft. Wild. But looking at Tennessee's receiver depth chart right now, Traylon Burks, who didn't show much, no, Nick Westbrook, Akine, Kyle Phillips, who I'm not even sure is a real player. Nope. 
um, Chris Moore, Reggie Robertson. I, I, they need somebody, but maybe they view Burke, Traylon Burks as like a Jackson Smith, Nigva, like move around chess piece kind of guy. I wish, how do you feel about Quentin Johnson? Cause we were high on him a few months ago. Do you, have you cooled like the rest of the world? So my only concern with Quentin Johnson in Tennessee is he's boomer busty the same way Traylon Burks is. Mm-hmm. I, I worry about that. I am, I'm, and look, I'm not trying to influence anything here. I am a giant Smith and Jigba fan. I think he is the most natural wide receiver uh, in this draft. I I've always thought Quentin Johnson would go higher than him just because that's where things were leaning at that point. And Quentin Johnson was this amazing alpha 6'4", 220-pound receiver who was going to run low 4'4s four and he was just going to stretch the field. And all that is kind of cooled. And all of a sudden now we're going back and we're looking, we're like, oh man, this guy, this guy was really, really good when he was playing and he was healthy and, and JSN. Yeah. I mean, it's such a need. I mean, almost like the biggest need of any team is just some pass catchers here. It's almost like they traded away a pro bowler before. I mean, but I think their pass defense is bad. I would at least consider, you know, a corner here, a edge rusher here, but Gonzalez is a good player. Yeah. No question. I mean, if I was making the pick, I would probably take Gonzalez because well, I think he's – I have him higher on pick. my board than Jackson. You are making the pick here. So. Okay, well, let's go, Christian. I might mess up your plans, though, for Philly. I, I, honestly, it's the absolute – it creates the perfect scenario. To oh, because you Bijan wanted Robinson to go down to Bijan. Okay, let's do that then. It, it creates the perfect scenario where now you have both of the corners that they'd be interested in, both of the tackles they'd be interested in, and the three defensive linemen who they'd be interested in off the board. At this point for Philadelphia, it comes down to Lucas Van Ness, uh, Deontay Banks, who I, I wouldn't take at number 12, Brian Branch, who I, I would hope maybe I can trade up from 30 to like 22 to get if, if he's the guy, Nolan Smith and Miles Murphy. And other I, than uh, if you're not taking Bijan. Yeah. And I, I, I'm surprised Miles Murphy, I guess he was a little smaller than people thought hand wise and everything. I liked him a lot when I saw him, I think he's suffering from like the Cleveland feral hangover. Um, and people just think that he's, he's going to be a bust, but I think he's a legitimate top first round pick for sure. I do too. And I know PFF is F isn't the be all end all, but his grades just aren't that good. You know, he's a 78.5 pass rush, 72.8 run defense, only 14.3% pass rush win rate, which, you know, that is not an, that is not a, a a subjective stat. That is an objective stat and a 6.2% run stop rate. So I don't know. He just seems like he didn't take that leap that people thought he was going to. That's fair. And, and I'm with you on Bijan in terms of talent, like, that's why I didn't have a problem drafting Saquon Barkley high is just like, mm-hmm. I think I thought at the time, I'm like, Hey, I'm a GM and put on my resume. I drafted a guy who made six pro bowls, you know, mm-hmm. like w- regardless of the impact, like that's something. And having them both be good pass catchers is very helpful. If you're Philly, you're just, you know, their defense is good, but they almost could score at will. So like, can you stop Philly if they have a dynamic running back? And and how much are you saving Jalen Hurts' body by adding that guy? Yeah. I mean, they would be a dangerous team, I think, if they're not already. I'm willing to make the selection. Let's do it. All right, let's make Bijan the number 12 pick. Uh, past that, that's where, where we'll end our mock draft. But 
other than that, like who, who are your guys? Who were the guys you just yeah. feel good about in this draft? Sure. If I was making, I would say like a hot take opinions or strong opinions. I, I have Bryce at one. I know it's not universal. I'm with you on Bijan being a legitimate first round pick. I think I'm hot. We mentioned him a lot. Peter Kraskansky, I think is legitimate top 10 pick even. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody we talked about in the past that we both, I think, do not like is Brian Breesey, who yeah. didn't test well, didn't produce Played much. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know, he's relying on, he's sort of like the Cam Reddish of the NFL right now, where it's like, it's all high school reputation at this point. Yeah. Breesey had, there were, there were a lot of off the field things that went on. There were issues with his sister. He was hurt. Ah, uh, I don't, he, you're absolutely right though. He is. He is skating by from a good freshman year where he had, you know, those four sacks and in limited play on a really good Clemson team. Since then, only four sacks, you know, a sack in 2021 and three this year. Didn't really get to the quarterback much. Doesn't didn't play well against the run, but the athletic ability is there. Yeah. And the one guy I would say is my guy of anyone else, of anyone in the draft. Cause I'm a West coast guy. I watch most, yeah. you know, a lot of pack 12 or whatever it is. Clark Phillips for Utah, like not a big guy, not an athletic guy as a corner. He was as good of a cornerback as was in the pack 12. I think he's going to be like, maybe this doesn't sound like high praise, but like a Desmond King type where it's just like he gets picked in the third or round or so and ends up starting for eight years. I just think how he scar- has that. How now. scared are you about his size? Five nine, one eighty. I just, you know what? Some guys just have it, you know. Yeah. I think he has the instincts. He he looks like more like stronger than that listed size, and I think he could play slot. I think he's going to have a long. I think career. he's only a slot. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think he has a knack for it, and I, I trust guys who who have that in their blood. He's got. He's a gambler, though. Does that scare you? No, because I think he has good hands. I, you know. He could be the kind of guy who washes out, but I, I would just bet on him. You know who he kind of reminds me of that um, this is not a good comparison because mm. this guy did bomb out, but there was an Oregon corner um, who was like, he reminds me of Desmond King, but like also like Ekby, what was his name? He had the three oh, names. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking I was about. like, this guy's been good for three or four years in college. I think some of that translates. I don't, you know, he. let's see, he had, two good years at least I, I playing at a really good team i think he's gonna be a starter and if you can get him because people downgrade him for size and four or five speed i think he's gonna start that's my bold prediction going back a little bit the guy i comp him to is asante samuel that would be great sure i think that's his that's his upside who's your guy like if you had to pick a guy after the first round after the first round, all right, I'll look at somebody who their ADP is past like 25 or so. Uh, I, I, just looking at some of these guys and giving thoughts really quick. Like Emmanuel Forbes, the size terrifies me. I like FAU, the the, the rusher from uh, Kansas State. Macy Smith terrifies me because he doesn't actually do anything well. Like He's big and that's great, but not really interested. Uh, I mentioned Osiris Torrance earlier. He is in the right offense, just a dominant run blocking guard. I think the Eagles may draft out of Bawari, which is a little scary to me because it's a combine thing more than anything else. Uh, I'll tell you, I like, I'll, I will bet on Jack Campbell being 
yeah a 12 year nfl starter i think that's um, a good pick i think he's gonna be like a captain of a defense somewhere a million percent i mentioned that i really like joe tipman uh, i mentioned that i really like uh cody Mausch. i'll tell you who really who interests me is nick herbig and you you're gonna need to put him in the right the right place and have a guy who's creative enough to use him on that defensive side not sure if you if he's in if he's a guy who plays with a hand down or if, if he plays standing up, but he's just really, really productive. 91.1 pass rush grade, plays the run well, 23.9 pass uh, rush win rate, put up huge numbers, 11 sacks this year. I think there's a lot of talent there. Um, if Bijan isn't the guy, Zach Charbonneau is, is the running back that I want. I think he's massively underrated because of the because of Bijan and Jamar Gibbs mm-hmm. being in front of him. Uh, I think Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M has gotten criminally underrated during this process. Yeah. Like, you know, I saw him in early in the year and I'm like, he was giving me like Derwin James vibes. And then mm-hmm. he just, he got hurt, didn't test well, but he looked like an impact player for sure early on. And uh, the other guy who would fascinate me and terrify me is Andre Carter II from Navy because you can't go from, well, I mean, I guess Will Anderson kind of did similar but he goes from 15 sacks and 35 quarterback curries in 2021 to becoming the focal point of every team's defensive game plan. And that drops to four and 17. I like him though, because for that reason, you know, he had a lot of attention. He was dropping back some. So I, I don't know if they were using him. Yeah. As he well should never as they drop should. back ever. But I mean, just long, he could probably play different schemes. Um, Congress wrote a whole bill for him, apparently. Yeah. I mean, the guy's going to be, you know, he's going to max out at like 6'6", 270, and he's an athlete. Like th- Those guys don't come around. Yeah. And in general, my draft philosophy is can't go wrong with defense alignment, offense alignment, even cornerbacks, because you're going to be playing three or four of them. I would just um, be more reluctant to take a quarterback, in, you know, unless you're willing to commit three years to them and risk your career. Yeah. A little bit later on, if, uh, if you don't get any of the other running backs, I like Ty J Spears obviously had a really good postseason. Um, I like Riley Moss. I've always liked Riley Moss, the corner from Iowa just does everything well, but gets underrated because of his skin pigmentation. Yeah. Um, um, I, I love almost always. I love Iowa players. I mean, I talk to Tyler about it all the time. Like I think Kirk France is like one of the best coaches in college. Mm-hmm. And it's just like his talent base is just not there. So he can't compete for titles, but he always gets the most out of his guys. And um, in general, like, I think there's a strong running back class, the co- really Very. strong corner class. I, I'm not totally in love with the receivers, to be honest. Even seeing guys like Zach, Zay Flowers, I'm like, jump. They're talking about top 10 now. I mean, oh, that's, that's terrifying. No, don't, you can't take Zay Flowers in the top 10. Zay yeah. Flowers is a, is a borderline first round pick. Yeah, he'd be a guy I would love as like a third receiver, but like for sure, you know, I don't know. I guess the league is just crazy for threats. I don't know. And the same thing with Jalen, uh, Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's an interesting time because I feel like, you know, maybe the NFL switching to like the college model of like we could if we get three good receivers out there, like you just can't guard us. Yeah, uh, super late. I'll tell you, I like the the kid from uh, from San Jose State, Viliama Fajoko. Okay. Another really big defensive end who was uh, super productive, like 6'4", 275, put up 12 sacks and 50 quarterback hurries this year, was basically unblockable. 
now you're just showing off because i don't even know if that's a real guy or not (laughs) no this is a made-up player uh no but super interesting player anytime you have a guy with a 20 percent pass rush win rate and a 10 percent uh run stop rate that's a guy you should be paying attention to and when he is, you know, when he also happens to be six foot six or, or six foot four and 275 pounds. Yeah. No, Fahoko is going to be drafted higher than people think he is. And he's going to be. That's an interesting point that I was just thinking about for the Georgia guys rotating and Hey, their stats aren't that great. Cause they rotate so much. But if you think about, they could put in maximum effort every play. Cause right. And, you know, look good on highlights every play. And, you know, the pass rush win rate would be high as it can be, but if you have to play 80 snaps a night, like you can't physically do that at full speed every time. Yeah. So, um, this is why I was terrified about Jordan Davis. Terrified. Yeah. I like him. So he's just massive. Um, He can be massive all he wants. He doesn't, he (laughs) didn't make plays as a rookie. (laughs) Yeah. But he looks the part you'd be scared to to see him out there. All right. Okay. Well, yes, unfortunately I, I was scared to see him out there as a rookie, (laughs) but not for good reasons. Uh, I don't know. Well, who? Okay, last thing we're gonna get to. Who is the one guy who people consider a top fifteen or top twenty pick that you would go nowhere near? I. That's a good question. I think uh, if I if I am in the top fifteen, top ten, maybe you know where you are, where your Eagles are. I I said I'm either in or out on quarterbacks, like. I I just can't talk myself into Levis, can't talk myself into Richardson right now. Mm. I think um you know, Breezy we talked about. I I these flowers I'm not in love with. There's no one else that I think is guaranteed to bust. Where are you on Kalaja Kansi? I like him, but it's like a scheme thing too, where it's just like, are you gonna commit to him? Because, I mean, that was one of I'm not great at predicting the draft. I shouldn't tell people that at the end of this. But (laughs) I remember one guy I had so much faith in was Aaron Donald. And Mm -hmm. I had him number two in his class. Because I'm like, he is just a bull. And the height bothers me less than it bothers other people in terms of defense alignment, just from a leverage point of view. Um, And so, and you know, Aaron Donald had been productive in a 3-4 in college and then a 4-3. And he was just like a dominant. Anyway, you slice it. I don't think Kansi's on that level, obviously, but you know, if he's if he's a third down, you know, you used to would call somebody like that a third down rusher, maybe, but in that modern NFL, that's you know, you're gonna be in that kind of scheme most of the time, that nickel or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I would take him in the top 20, but I would take him in the second round and feel pretty good about it. All right, fair enough. Well, look, this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking NFL draft with you. And yeah, so we'll get you I'm on sure. for the NBA draft. So you got to. Do you think when Ben? You said he was a bust when Ben Yana. Yeah, no, I'm not not a, not a fan. I, I, <laughs> I'm an Amen Thompson number one guy. <laughs> and if you have me on. I'll tell you why. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, uh, we'll look forward to that. Thanks for having me on. It's really fun to talk about the draft always. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be this episode of the underdog NFL mock draft show for myself and Xander Gellison. Thanks for uh, listening. And uh, who knows? We'll see you in the future. Take care. All right, man. See you.